0: Thank you very much, my dear listener, for choosing our station. This is the New Life Program coming to you from Adventist World Radio, The Voice of Hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangin. Today, we'll be having a Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound, stories about the future revealed to Daniel. Thereafter, we'll be having Pastor Kegun Ndriga talk about spiritual multiplication during the Bible segment. To start off, here is the song, Showers of Blessings by Nathaniel Nyagol.
1: There shall be showers of blessing. This is the promise of love. There shall be seasons refreshing sent from the savior above. Showers of blessing. Showers of blessing. Sea drops round us are falling, but for the showers we bleed. There shall be showers of blessing. Precious reviving again Over the hills and the valleys Song of abundance of rain Show us, show us oh blessing Show us oh blessing we need Mercy drops strong as Um All Bishra was a blessing. Send them up for us, O Lord. Branch to us now. Blessing showers a blessing we need. My seed drops from my heart falling, but for the showers we
0: plead. It is now time to welcome the Bible and Living Son to share with us.
2: excited. We're almost ready to go to Jerusalem. Father says we'll be leaving in a day or two now. Uncle Daniel, how did you know that the king would let the Israelites go back to Jerusalem? I mean, how did you know several years ago? My father says you've been saying for years that just about this year we could go back. How do you know? How did now, you...
3: Wait, wait, wait. I heard you. Oh, how did I know? I knew because Jeremiah the prophet told us so. He said that we would be held captive for 70 years and then would we be allowed to go home.
2: How did Jeremiah know?
3: Because God told him. He was a prophet of God.
2: Are you all ready to go? Will you travel with us? Please do. Father said you could Will you please?
3: No, I'm afraid not, child.
2: Oh, Uncle Daniel, why not?
3: Child, all my heart cries out to return to Jerusalem. For, you see, it was my home before Judah was conquered by Babylon. I was carried here as a prisoner of war. Though I've been treated kindly, first by the Babylonians, then by the Persians, I've not been a free man. Oh, yes. Yes, my heart aches to return.
2: Then why don't you come? Please come with us, Uncle Daniel. I'll help you get ready.
3: Son, do you remember last week when you raced me to the stable?
2: Yes. I got there and ran back, and you weren't even to the big fence. That's because you're old.
3: Yes. Too old for the long journey. Too old for the work of rebuilding the house, city walls, the temple. I couldn't be of any help in Jerusalem.
2: But you've already helped by getting other people anxious to go, even if they were born here in Babylon and never saw Jerusalem. The prophet Jeremiah helped, too, didn't he? Because God told him when we could go.
3: Yes, he did.
2: Imagine, knowing what was going to happen before it happened. Uncle Daniel, you're a prophet. Did God ever tell you about anything that was going to happen?
3: Well, of course. Don't you remember when Nebuchadnezzar had his dream?
2: Oh, I remember about his dream and about the hand that wrote on the wall. But those things happened to somebody else first. Has God ever told you something first?
0: Yes.
3: Yes, he has.
2: Oh, how exciting. What did he tell you, and why haven't you told the people? Are you going to tell them? Are you? Now,
3: wait, wait a minute. One question at a time. First, God has given me visions or dreams that I didn't understand. I didn't want to tell the people until I understood what the visions meant. So, I've spent a great deal of time in prayer and study trying to understand.
2: And you figured them all out?
3: No. No, I haven't. But one day, God sent an angel to me, and he did tell me the meaning of some parts of my vision.
2: You really heard an angel speak? Oh, tell me about it.
3: Well, it was like this. I was
4: praying. Oh, Daniel, I am come to give thee skill and understanding, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore... Understand that from the going forth of the king's commandment to restore and rebuild Jerusalem shall be seven weeks and threescore and two weeks. Then shall Messiah the prince stand up.
3: So I learned that the Messiah is to stand up or begin his ministry 483 years after the decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem.
2: 483 years from now? That's quite a long time, isn't it? But it will be important, won't it?
3: The most important event this world will ever see.
2: Did the angel explain everything you saw in the vision? No.
3: No, there are still parts I do not understand. I'm afraid I'll never understand it all. But the angel said, But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the books, even unto the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro,
5: and knowledge shall be increased. History has recorded how wonderfully all this came true. Gabriel told Daniel that after seven weeks, threescore and two weeks, or 69 weeks of years, the Messiah would come exactly 69 weeks of years or 483 years after the signing of the third decree in 457 bc for the israelites to restore and rebuild jerusalem jesus the messiah was baptized gabriel had also said to daniel and the great great prince michael
4: Michael shall stand up and and there shall be a time of trouble such as never never was since there was a nation and at that time Thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to everlasting contempt. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be
5: increased. As the time of the end draws nearer and nearer, the book is being unsealed. People are studying and understanding God's plan as foretold to Daniel over 2,000 years ago. People are running to and fro. The world gets smaller as the means of transportation improve. Knowledge is increased in all fields, communication, medicine, outer space, and other sciences, modern conveniences, and the secrets Gabriel told to Daniel are now at the time of the end being understood. For surely our redemption draweth nigh. Soon all shall awake from the grave, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt.
0: I hope the not enjoyed that story from the Bible in living sound. Remember to send us your views, comments, or questions about the program. Write to the producer, Adventist World Radio, PO Box 42276 Code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya. You can also email us at awnairobi at ek.adventist.org. Let us now listen to Nathaniel Nagalu, the song My Hope is Built on Nothing Less.
1: Yes, sinking When he shall come with trumpet sound, oh may I then in him be found. So stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking
0: sand. This is Adventist All Radio, the voice of hope. I'm hoping that you're enjoying the show from wherever you are. It is now time for the Bible segment. Join me as I welcome Pastor Kigonde.
6: Listener, I want us to discuss today about spiritual multiplication. I'll begin again with a question: Why am I here instead of heaven? Is it because my home in heaven is not finished yet? Is it because I am not good enough yet? Is it because God is having second thoughts about me or none of the above? The reason we are here instead of heaven, dear listener, is to fulfill Christ's final command to all Christians. In Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, Jesus said, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Christ's final instruction to his disciples in Matthew 28 verse 18 to 20 above is commonly known as the Great Commission because in it Jesus commissioned them to take the gospel to the world. The main verb in this command is make disciples. Three other verbs that connect to the main verb explain how this is to be accomplished. There is the word go. You can't reach people for Christ unless you go to them. This verb implies that God assumes we are willing. Baptizing. The word baptize symbolizes the cleansing and the new identity Christians have in Christ when they place their faith in him. Making disciples involves teaching. So the plan. Where do you start when you are trying to make disciples of all nations? Acts 1 verse 8 gives us this plan to follow acts 1 verse 8 says but you receive power when the holy spirit comes on you and you'll be my witnesses in jerusalem and in all judea and samaria unto and the ends of the earth the three geographic areas where we are to be Christ's witnesses are jerusalem that is the city of jerusalem represent the disciples home that is their family their friends hometown and city Judea and Samaria, these two provinces represent the surrounding area, the state, the county, the province, or the country. Ends of the earth, this includes everyone else to be reached with the gospel, that is to the farthest the reaches of the earth, that is all nations. So, dear listener, we can all witness to people in our Jerusalem, as well as work with other Christians to reach everyone in our Judea and Samaria. But to reach the ends of the earth requires Christians to go and live among the people in other nations. Every Christian should be willing to go. But even if we don't, we must all support those who do with our prayers and finances. Now, I want us to look at the strategy of reaching to these people. The strategy Jesus gave was the strategy of discipleship. Now that we know our mission is to make disciples of all nations, the question is how? And the answer is to follow the discipleship process like the one that has been developed by the campus Crusade for Christ. This strategy involves three things win, build, and send. Win is where we win people to Christ, and when we win them, they go and baptize. Build means we build people in Christ through teaching, send means we send people for Christ who go and obey everything that Christ has commanded us. The discipleship process results in growing numbers of Christians becoming involved in discipleship as they are built and sent out for Christ. This results in spiritual multiplication. The principle of spiritual multiplication is found in 2 Timothy 2 verse 2. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust to reliable men who will also be qualified to teach others the beauty of spiritual multiplication is that each succeeding generation grows as those who have learned and now teach others this is the magic of spiritual multiplication therefore we continually win build and send others to win build and send still others in contrast, is spiritual addition this is where we win people to Christ but never build them up or send them up to win others and build others. Now, if we are to reach the world with the gospel, we must move from spiritual addition to spiritual multiplication. Now, when we talk about spiritual addition, is where we can imagine that we reach to 100 people every day. At the end of the first year, we'll have reached 36,000 people. And by the end of 16 years, we'll have reached 567,000 people. However, when we embrace spiritual multiplication, by continually discipling one person every six months, who will then continue discipling others, it is possible to reach the entire world in only 16 years. So through spiritual multiplication, one person can reach the entire world. You know... The gospel spread to the known world during the first century without radio, television, or the printing press because these produced men who are reproducing. But today we have a lot of pew sitters who think that if they are faithful in church attendance, they put good-sized gifts in the offering plate and get people to come, they have done their part. But we need to move beyond. We need to move beyond sitting on the pew and become reproducers. So I want to ask you, where is your man? Where is your woman? Where is your boy? Where is your girl? Everyone of us, no matter what age we are, should get busy memorizing scripture, load our hearts with a precious seed, and then ask God to direct us to those people who need Christ. And when we go to them, we need to win them, we need to build them, and teach them so that they may continue reproducing. So therefore, load your heart with a precious seed and ask God to direct you to those whom you can lead to Christ. And believe you me, there are many hearts ready for the gospel now. If you have ever wanted to do something significant with your life, you'll not find a more significant work than winning, building, and sending people for Christ. Efforts will not only result in abundant lives, but eternal lives. So, dear listener, I appeal to you to commit yourself to be part of the God's movement to reach the whole world for Christ. Like Isaiah, I ask you to say, Here I am, Lord. Send me.
0: We have come to the end of our show for today. Please send us the views, comments, or questions about the program by writing to the producer, Adventist All Radio, PO Box 42276-00100, Nairobi, Kenya. You can also drop us an email at awi-nairobi at I've been your host, friend, and presenter, Samuel Mwangi. Till then, stay safe, stay blessed.
1: There shall be showers of blessing, this is the promise of love. There shall be seasons refreshing, sent from the Saviour above. found us our foe. A blessing we need must see drops from us are full, but for the showers we we'll lead. There shall be showers of blessing. We need my seed drops from us, are falling. But for the showers, we plead. Showers of blessing, showers of blessing. We need my seed drops from us, are falling. Showers we bleed. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I do not trust the sweetest friend.